Coming up on Podcast 1633, Tesla tops EV registrations in Germany, beating their local rivals. Stick around, I'll tell you more. Also on the show today, more charges for Australia, a Hummer recall and a new, smaller electric Toyota. Uh, Those stories and a lot more coming up on the show today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening around the world. It's EV News Daily, your trusted source of EV information for Monday, 24th of October. My name is Martin Lee and I go through every EV story so you don't have to. Uh, This podcast is sponsored this month by And Charge, the new app you can download here in the UK and they've partnered with Ionity for their launch. All you have to do is get the app, answer a few quick questions next time you're charging at an Ionity station. Snap a few pickies, update the latest pictures and earn yourself rewards. 10 kilometres per station and then you can uh, redeem them when you get enough uh, credits at Amazon to spend. And not only do you earn credits for taking part in the app and you can also report problems with charges that gets fed back to the operator and you can download the and charge app right now. So headline story and Tesla top registrations of pure battery electric vehicles in Germany in the first nine months of this year, writes Reuters it was 38,500, according to German federal data, beating Volkswagen brand by 6,000 vehicles. Uh, Reuters says that Tesla's BEV registrations jumped 50% from January to September last year, while Volkswagen's actually dropped in line with a broader drop across the Volkswagen Group, really struggling with supply chain issues, particularly in Europe, their biggest market. Only Audi and Seat saw an increase in the number of BEVs in Germany amongst the various VW Group brands. Tesla has seen record deliveries globally, but also battled with their own logistical challenges, and they actually delivered fewer vehicles in the third quarter than analysts expected. Still a record. I was massively impressed, but because you know it didn't hit the analysts' expectations, Expectations. Uh, the share price took a, big, a bit of a kicking, and I'm surprised because they had an amazing quarter and everyone was really down afterwards. But may, maybe that's the way these things work. Tesla also introducing uh, new technology to Giga Berlin, the what they call mega castings and structural battery packs. Tesla wants to introduce the front and back mega casts, and then between them, so the front of the car. Pretty much the whole thing is uh, is a mega casting, same as the rear end. And then what is sits between them? Well, a structural battery pack. You literally make the battery pack. You put on top of that the center console, the seats, and the whole thing goes up underneath the vehicle, and that becomes a structural battery pack. And by the end of the year, that will be rolled out to Giga Berlin. Now, I must admit, I thought they'd open Berlin with that all in place. Elon Musk has talked a lot about how Tesla has been hamstrung in the past by opening factories and then having to improve them and Fremont, a bit of a, you know, Frankenstein's monster of a place where it's been bolted on. So I thought that they'd learn everything from Shanghai and then Austin and Berlin would be right day one. This is how we're doing it. Not the way it worked out. But it looks like they'll get to that by Christmas. 6,000-ton gigapress machines make these massive castings for the Model Y, uh, the underbody at the front and the rear. And Tesla explained some of the challenges. They said, and I quote, part of the challenge of making such large castings by eliminating 170 separate components is the aluminium needs to be injected into the die in about one-tenth of the blink of an eye through a single point of entry without solidifying or distorting said Tesla. Well, according to teslarati.com, they write, castings of this size have never been mass-produced before in any industry by anyone except Tesla in Fremont and Shanghai. Well, yeah, but Tesla don't make the machines that make the mega castings. It's a company called Idra 
who do that. And yes, Tesla get all the credit as they're so, so good at doing. They bring these things to the fore. They talk about them. They talk about production and engineering and people like that, right? Uh, so they get the credit. But no, Tesla don't make the machines that make uh, these castings. Uh, they can be bought by anyone. And I imagine I, if I was at, at any other car company apart from Tesla, I would certainly want to be always looking at why Tesla's automotive margins are so high, which, of course, gives them the flexibility if they need to reduce prices. And Tesla prices have been going up and up and up. We know that. Uh, but, of course, it does give them many, many advantages. Well, let's move on. And more than 500 EV chargers will be rolled out across New South Wales. We'll go down under for this one. More than 500 EV chargers being rolled out over two years as part of a 40 million Aussie dollar government bid to spur uptake of the technology. Ultrafast chargers being installed at 86 locations around Sydney suburbs and regional uh, New South Wales towns as the government works to quell range anxiety. I don't like that phrase. You know, do you get range anxiety with petrol or diesel if there isn't a filling station for 100 miles? Well, no. So let's not use that phrase with electricity, eh? Um, EVs represent 3.7% of new car sales in New South Wales, according to the EV Council, with the state government aiming to increase that to 50% by the end of the decade, writes the Sydney Morning Herald. Uh, on smh.com.au, they say the government's long-term goal is to ensure charges are no more than five kilometres apart in metropolitan areas and 100 kilometres apart in the regions. The government last year announced a $500 million EV package, abolishing stamp duty on pure EVs under $78,000 and setting out their plan for road user charging by 2027. Now, some tweaks need to be made to the Hummer and also the Bright Drop vans, the EV600 as well. GM is recalling mo pretty much most of the Hummers they've made and the Bright Drop vans um, that they've built so far over an issue that allows water, could allow water, I should clarify, into the battery back of the big off-roaders and delivery vans. The Hummer and Bright Drop vans mark the first use of Ultium technology. It's the brand name that GM have given to their batteries. The a large format pouch cells, that joint venture they've got with with um, LG. They've called it Ultium Cells LLC. The recall affects 735 Hummers uh, from last year and next year's model year. And 89 of the vans models covered by the recall are affected by what reads as a simple engineering failing when you look at the script of what's wrong. It says the flanges on the battery pack enclosure may not have been properly primed or electro-coated, inhibiting proper adhesion of the urethane sealant. So, yes, nobody wants a problem with their flanges, especially if they are allowing leakage. I know this sounds like a simple engineering failure, but water inside a battery pack is anything but a simple failure. Oh, this isn't... No problem. Bring them back. We'll get it fixed. Yeah, water inside the battery pack is pretty much good night. Uh, GM says they're now aware of three cases where it's happened to with customer cars and one with their own car on the proving ground at uh, GM's proving ground where the vehicle lost propulsion. In the customer cars, they wouldn't even start to begin with. But that sounds like they've dodged a bullet so far because water plus lithium-ion batteries, if it's getting inside the cells uh, or where the cells are and... I would say that's less good, wouldn't you? So let's get those cars back. Let's get those trucks back and get them fixed. It's not clear to me whether this is a manufacturing fault or a design fault that was manufactured perfectly, but it was the design that was faulty either way. 
Uh, it seems like it's fixed. Uh, it, it's not even GM, it's one of their suppliers. Uh, so let's move on. Toyota, introducing the BZ3, debuting in China. It's their second electric model under the BZ family name. There's the BZ4X, X standing for all-wheel drive. And uh, the BZ3 debuts as the second model four-door EV launching for the Chinese market uh, in collaboration with BYD and FAW. It has pretty much the same family styling in terms of the nose and the lights and all that kind of stuff as the BZ4X. Uh, they said that they're working alongside uh, their partners, uh, BYD, who are supplying the battery pack. Uh, don't know the capacity of the battery pack, but it's pretty um, low drag coefficient, and so at least it'll be sleek. They say 373 miles or 600 kilometres on the China light-duty vehicle test cycle. What we need to know is the size of the battery pack, and then we can pretty much work that out for ourselves in terms of the real world. According to earlier info from China, there's two versions, 178 horsepower and 238 horsepower. Now, let's talk about why uh, the tax credit in the US, which is fabulously complicated. It's to do with where the vehicles are built and the components and the materials and the minerals and the battery, where they're processed. Uh, if the US has a free trade agreement with those countries, uh, if you want to get a commercial vehicle under the new IRA, it's actually much more simple. All of those things that I've just talked about don't apply. It's simply, is it electric? Yes. We don't care where it's made and uh, what's in the battery. And business owners can avail themselves of the new tax credit for EVs starting next year. It should be easier to get uh, a tax break for businesses, uh, much easier than the consumer one. Uh, the Inflation Reduction Act, which is almost a couple of months, it's more than a couple of months old now, all about giving Americans tax breaks to buy EVs. But they're pretty difficult to claim in terms of you've got to jump through lots of hoops in the kind of car that you're buying. The second tax break, the commercial version, actually for businesses, looks to be far simpler. It is a tax break, so your business has to have some tax liability. Um, there is a status of your business. I'm not sure whether it's like a registered charity status, but there are, and I don't know, American law. Uh, there is a status of the business where even if your profits are zero, the government will then write, write you a check for that amount. Uh, but it's up to $40,000 for bigger vehicles. There's two thresholds, really. Vehicles that weigh less than 14,000 pounds, then you get $7,500. And if you weigh more than 14,000 pounds, then it's a $40,000 uh, incentive or tax rebate. And, and again, it's it, there's some added complications I won't go into now because... You know, we're not here all day. Uh, to do with the price difference of that EV version versus the combustion version of that vehicle. But either way, much more simple to claim. Right, coming up on the podcast soon, we'll talk about why Audi uh, says that luxury EV demand is going to soar and Rivian changing the design of one of their parts as well. Stick around. Those stories are on the way. Now, let's talk about Mercedes-Benz doing a big supply deal with Rocktech Lithium. Another Canadian deal. Mercedes-Benz finalising their supply agreement with the Canadian-German startup Rocktech Lithium as part of their direct sourcing approach. This is really good news, by the way, because Mercedes-Benz have not always been, over the years, talking about these kind of things. And on this podcast, over the years, we have been talking about, or I have been talking about these things uh, for a long time and saying, you know, if car manufacturers aren't doing these direct supply deals, you are going to be left without your destiny in your own control. And you're going to be going cap in hand to the market. Now, many people like Toyota think it's not a problem. They Toyota, when we're ready to make EVs, 
whenever. Uh, I'll be very long in the tooth by then. They can go to the market. It'll be an established battery marketplace. And we'll say, well, we'll have, uh, you know, four of those, please, uh, from the top shelf and three from the middle. And, and what's the price? And other car companies like Tesla for many, many years now, by the way, uh, raw materials have been turning up at places like Giga Nevada. Actually, for a lot longer than people realise, Tesla got some really, really deep experience in this. Um, they don't tend to shout about it too much, but either way, uh, they th- because that's the way to be the master of your own destiny. And now Mercedes are getting on board. I think this is good. I think this is uh, it's a positive sign for Mercedes-Benz fans. Uh, Rocktech Lithium will supply battery-grade lithium to Merck uh, and their partners in Germany. That's needed for the production of lithium-ion batteries, responsibly mined and processed raw materials are the foundation of this deal. All the car companies are under much more scrutiny than, say, mobile phone companies because there's lithium-ion batteries in phones and no one's saying, hey, any cobalt? in your iPhone, any cobalt in that, any cobalt, you know where it's, you know where it's from. So, uh, so, uh, whereas it comes to cars, uh, EV critics are certainly looking at where the batteries come from and using that as an, as, as I would say an attack line, but in many cases justified because we should be better and we need to be better at the way working conditions in some parts of the world are now, like I say, uh, the car companies for a long time have been looking at supply chains right back to the mine, even if they're not doing those deals, wanting to know where their suppliers and their suppliers are getting stuff from, uh, using like blockchain technology to track these things. And they've been they've been on it for a long time, and we still need to do more. Now, Audi's US chief, Audi of America president, Daniel Weisland, said that cars, uh, car makers... Uh, don't have a pure sense of EV demand right now because rapid growth suggests it could soon account for more than half of premium sales. And it's the premium segment which is electrifying first. Battery electric vehicles could command half of the market, the premium bit of the market, in just under five years, says Audi of America. Leasing will continue to be a challenge, they say, for premium brands, as rising interest rates and inflation push up prices. He's led Audi of America since 2019, and he said that the brand and others in the premium space are finding it hard to accurately gauge the true demand for EVs because of things like production constraints. Demand is very high. Wait lists are long. So you think, well, are people not ordering an EV because the wait list is a year? Would there be more demand if they could get you a car tomorrow? He says, and I, th- I quote, I think the tipping point to majority EV is coming much faster than we think in the premium segment. Talking to Automotive News, putting a five-year time frame on that. He says, I could be surprised because of the Inflation Reduction Act. Maybe it's going to accelerate, especially in lower segments. We probably see the tipping points coming earlier. He also addressed concerns over how far and how quickly leasing has fallen at Audi and other premium brands as well. Leasing was very attractive previously. Uh, Well over half of Audi's sales were leases. That's fallen to 24% now, year to date, he says. Uh, According to Automotive News, I'll pop a link to that story in the show notes if you would like to read more. Uh, Like other luxury brands, they say Audi uses subvented leasing as a way to ensure customers build a good relationship with a dealer and return um, to get new vehicles or give dealers a supply of well-maintained off-lease inventory. It's really interesting. I've been watching, you may know we're in the market for a new EV, and so I've been watching prices. Now, I'm not in the the market for an expensive Tesla, um, I wish, but the the, the, the sort of £22,000, £23,000 MG ZS that we've got will... Uh, be changed for maybe a £28,000, £29,000 EV uh, decision to be made, by the way. Um, but so, we're, you know, we're kind of up, 
upgrading, if you like, a little bit. I, I think the, the car will be exactly the same size. My wife just fancies a change after having the MG for a year. But I have been there for been looking at EV pricing. And I've noticed Tesla pricing, because I have my little search criteria set to 30-something. I've been seeing Model 3s now show up in my in my searches. Now, again, not cars that I would buy because they're either very high mileage or not in great condition or they're insurance write-offs that have been put back on the road. But generally looking at that pricing, there is something happening at that premium point of the market of vehicles that maybe were on a lease two or three years ago. It feels like lots of them are arriving on the used market and maybe Model 3 owners are wanting to get a Model Y, try something else. Like, like we just want a change, really. We love the MG. Um, there's something happening with Tesla pricing and premium pricing, and I think it's to do with leasing and finance, and I don't know what the answer is, but the but the prices are coming down. If you have any insights, let me know. Uh, but it seems like Tesla prices are decreasing some of the models quite rapidly. Others are holding. Really fascinating to watch. Uh, and again, I'm not in the market for that, so I don't think I'm going to sort of buy at the, you know, at the wrong time. But, you know, who knows? You know, maybe in a few years' time, we get a few more savings together. I might be in that market to go and buy that car. And, um, well, goodness knows what it'll be like there. Now, final story. Rivian is halting its powered tonneau cover production. They're going to redesign the thing. And that's a, a good sign that they're learning as they go. In a recent letter to reservation holders, Rivian saying it will halt production and installation of the powered tonneau cover. Reservation holders can now choose between the manual version or no cover at all. In September, they say, we shared with R1T owners our plans to upgrade the powered tonneau cover. As we go through the process, we're removing the existing powered cover from production, notifying pre-order holders and providing options that allow them to take delivery as soon as possible, choosing between no one or a manual one. The launch edition R1T uh, holders, uh, pre-order holders, will receive a price adjustment, they say, based on the choice they make. So even if you say, well, it's all right, I'll have the powered one, if it, even if it's faulty, you can't. Um, and they can confirm that through the configurator, the adventure package, pre-order holders who configured a powered cover can change their selection now. Two of my friends, uh, Tom Malogny and Kyle, so Kyle Connor from Out of Spec, both have got their Rivians already, and both have had problems of differing frustration i think with the powered uh, tonneau cover but i think rivian were fixing it so it's interesting that they're just saying right we're not going to ship that anymore so let's start again on that design it's a good thing that they're learning as they go probably not for the owners that have had some inconvenience but still teething problems now thanks to our everyone who supports on patreon particularly our premium partners phil roberts of electric future brad crosby porsche of the village in cincinnati audi of cincinnati east volvo cars of cincinnati east national car charging on the u.s mainland and aloha charge in hawaii Derek riley he runs the ev review island youtube channel richard at rsev.co.uk for buying and selling evs in the uk octopus electric universe they do global public charging make it simple with one app and one map and if you're an octopus electric customer uh, then do look out for a discounts when you use octopus electric universe as a thank you from them and millbrookcottages.co.uk five-star luxury cottages in devon where you can jump in the hot tub while your ev charges have a good and see tomorrow and remember there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid